What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode 231. Yeah. Is that right? Am I doing my right? right to me. Is the math right on that? Can you can you guys confirm? 231. Confirmed. Wow. So what are we doing today? In our last episode, we, we were looking back at our favorite films of 2018, but now we're going to look forward and try to pick some some interesting looking movies that are coming out in the next couple months. But before we did that, I did want to just give one last thought to our uh, best of the year lists that we talked about last time. Now we have done this before where after recording the episode, we've all confessed that our list would be different if we did the episode then, you know, some, some movies occur to you after recording, um, or maybe there's movies you didn't see. Did you guys have that, that kind of like list makers remorse this year? And, and and was it stronger than usual? I missed a ton of movies, man. I missed a ton of movies, and I really was pretty thorough. I mean, I started maybe six months before we recorded, and I was writing stuff down, and I thought I was documented, <clears throat> checking my list twice, and I still wound <laughs> up leaving off four or five that I can that I should have thrown into the pot. Wow, I felt terrible about it. A big one that occurred to me was um, the death of Stalin and uh, the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. I don't know why neither one of those uh, crossed my mind when I was when I was doing my list, but for some reason, a couple days after, I was like, "Oh yeah, I loved those movies." So I don't know. I guess there's no such thing as a perfect list. Did you feel that, Steve, or was it no different than an ordinary year? Uh, I mean, it's pretty on par with me every year. I feel like right when we leave your house, you know, after recording, I'm like, "Man, I put that in the wrong spot," or. You know, I should have put something a little higher or something like that. I mean, there was a couple of movies probably that I would that might make a push for the bottom of my 10. But I mean, I feel like I feel like the top five in some combination would probably pre- be pretty consistent. But there were a few that I kind of, I didn't really forget about because I, I like I'm very anal about keeping track of like every movie as I see it with like with, with a rating and kind of where it falls in my list and. Like I use that letterbox app, so like as I watch something, I, I I give it my score and I place it on the list where it sits at that time. So like, you know, as I watch stuff, they're like placed in, in real time, you know? So my list is like very fluid and dynamic, but at the end of the day, it's like I, I, <laughs> I have a very thorough look at what I saw and what I thought of it when I saw it. So I may not forget about stuff, but like I definitely have like, some 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 second guesses and some regrets and like maybe spots of you know where I placed it, but um, there were some movies that I just didn't see. I think we mentioned at the end of the episode, like those are the ones that I kicked myself a little more for, just because I didn't get a chance to see them. But um, mm-hmm. you know, once I get a chance to see them, I'm sure you know if if they they would still qualify to me. Like when I look back every year, like I keep these lists. Like I have lists from like 12 years, 15 years ago when I made like save that I just keep, you know, just for reference. And of course you do. Yeah, of course I do. You know, cause that's what I do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, you know, it, it'll be something that when I finally see them, I'll definitely, if they make a play, I, I, w- I have no hesitation in putting them in there, but you know, there's maybe like, I don't know, like nine or 10 movies. I think that still didn't get seen by the end of the year that I really wanted to try to see. It just didn't happen. But I feel pretty good about our list, though. I mean, we talked about a lot of great movies. How do you feel about the fact that Paddington 2 didn't come up uh, on anybody's? Does that just mean it was, that, um, that was like a collective oversight? It was number 12 on my list. I mean, it's on my list. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 there. I still haven't seen it. It's really, it's really something special, man. It's really good. Yeah, it is. Hugh Grant is amazing at it. But... 
that's enough looking back. Right now, it's all about the possibilities. It's the future. We're talking about our likely picks for the rest of this month, February, and then March and April. We're each going to have a pick for those months. So um, I don't know. Did you guys have a general feeling about the what lays before us? Does it look like a good uh, season, or does it seem like a little anemic? Or do you think maybe there's some great stuff that just hasn't been announced yet for those months? Um. I don't know. Like, I guess it feels a little light to me, but I mean, there. but I say that, but then there's like a movie or two each month that feel pretty big to me. I was kind of shocked at how many of my, my choices could have been, um, you know, franchise pictures and yeah. big movies. Yeah. So maybe that's just the, there is no longer that period of the year where you discover the smaller films. It's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's right. I guess that's what I'm seeing myself. It's just like you, you see some really big titles and I mean, there's some middle budget films like films, you know, probably in the 40 to 60 million dollar budget range but i mean for the most part you're looking at movies that you know are pretty big titles with pretty big names attached to them but i mean there's definitely a a handful that i'm really very very excited to see what about you ronald do you think it looks like a good season um yeah i think so um i think the impact that this next uh three months is gonna have just in the the cinema world for various reasons is is pretty crazy i mean it's it is sparse in terms of just numbers but the ones that are coming up in the next three months seem to be the ones that i think we're going to be talking about for the rest of the year which is interesting yeah it's kind of crazy yeah you know what else is crazy we didn't say who we are it's not so crazy because it happens far too often. <laughs> <laughs> well, who the fuck are you? So, some would even say it's more on brand than when we actually introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm John. I'm Ron. You guys want to go in that order? <clears throat> sure, sure. I'll, I'll kick it off. I mean, so looking at February, you know, going into this month, there, there are a, a couple of movies that really kind of catch my interest, but... I think the one that has me most interested, um, which kind of surprises me only because one of the other titles that I'm excited about is like one of my favorite animated movies in a long time. Um, but the title that I'm most excited for in February is probably Happy Death Day to You. Um, ah. Because mainly because like my experience watching the first one was such a fun, surprising movie to me. Like I feel like I wanted to see it because I thought the marketing was really cool. And, like, just the trailer was good. But when I ended up finally seeing uh, the first one, Happy Death Day, I just thought it was, like, a really fun concept of, like, you know, this, like, Groundhog's Day horror-type film that, you know, is being used to, like, solve a mystery by dying over and over again um, to prevent, you know, being stuck in that kind of loop. Um, but the new the new trailer for the new one, I, I actually just recently saw it when I went and saw Glass again or to, to actually see Glass for the whole movie um, for the first time. But uh, the new trailer, just like, is a, I think it's a really cool trailer. I think the idea of what it seems like they're trying to do, they might have a really cool idea or like a kind of a cool premise or angle for there being uh, a sequel to that movie, like where other people are being brought into this loop where this girl is aware of the loop and kind of using like science and you know probably film knowledge and film references and pop cultural references to try to you know finally really truly solve this this mystery or this riddle um and uh and this is a pretty clever title too that that helps a little bit but uh but yeah it comes out on the 13th just for valentine's day weekend which is obviously great and i think that's around the same time the other one came out um 
but I'm pretty excited for it. But it, yeah, February 13th, happy death day to you. Yeah, I did not see the first one, but you guys both have said you enjoyed it. And um, I agree, the trailer for the second one looked like, just from what limited information I have in my head about the, the premise, yeah. it looks like they're taking the premise in an interesting direction. Maybe I do need to go back and watch the first one. Yeah, you should, man. It, it's it you, you would really, I think you'd really dig it. And I know... It's just kind of like it's simple, like the it's got a cool angle. It's pretty straightforward. Um, and the best part about the movie, like, and even you can probably, I mean, I think that the lead actress who is in the film, like, she's just, I think she's like is great in the in the movie, and she like is just a hundred percent committed to the craziness of the story. And uh, I think like her performance really sells that first film, and. Uh, you know, just just makes it work, and I think that it looks like it's it's ratcheted up even more in the uh, in the second movie. And uh, I think it's Jessica Roth is her name, but uh, but I think you'd really dig it, John. Maybe you should try to check it out so we can maybe I'll maybe I'll go check it out when it's uh, the sequel comes out. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I shall. I shall check it out. Well, um, my pick for February is actually a movie that I think hits theaters today, the eighth, the day the day that this uh, podcast is coming out. And that is uh, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Um, I would have been interested in seeing this anyway, just because I liked the first one. But knowing that Phil Lord and Chris Miller were heavily involved in it, that not only did they write it, but they've been back on it in a production capacity, really kind of coaxing it through the final stages of its uh, production after they left... Solo, right? Um, you know, they had more time to work on that and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So they'd said in a recent interview that as much as they hated losing that project, it gave them a chance to to, to have an impact on these other things that they were producing. And um, based on how special Into the Spider-Verse was and how special I felt the Lego movie was, at least at the time that it came out, taking the format of an adventure story and kind of uh, playing with the tropes and commenting on it in a fun way that feels very Lord and Miller. So I'm, I'm really excited about it as just a, a Lord and Miller project. And it seems like a great venue for their kind of humor and heart. And, and I do like those characters and I like that world. And it does seem like even though we've seen the Lego Batman and we've seen the Ninjago, um, or at least if you have a child, you probably saw the Ninjago movie. <laughs> the animation in the Lego movie seems like it's they work a little bit harder to make that effect that everything's made out of Legos yeah, and everything's yeah. kind of worn and weathered looking. I think that there's a little bit more care taken with the actual Lego movies. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all in, but I am interested to see what, what Lord and Miller have in mind because it seems like they always have some kind of concept uh, behind the stuff they do. So that's my pick for February. It's really interesting that like you just mentioning that really kind of like pops in my head it's like with the lego movie like the care that they took to really kind of give it its own special look for the animation style it's funny that like you know everybody's been you know noting that and raving about that being some of the best parts of spider-verse is that it's got its own like kind of new groundbreaking visual style that it's you know basically putting on display for everybody to enjoy like it's it's cool that they kind of like found a way that kind of not only try to bring a, a good story, a good movie, but like you know just through the animation itself is like you know there's something unique about these movies too. Well, I mean, if they're that kind of restlessly creative guys that they seem to be, yeah. it could be that for them working on an animated movie, there's the added layer of but why is this movie animated? Right, right. And then that becomes part of the concept for them. So the look of the first Lego Movie had very much to do with feeling tactile and yes. feeling like something totally. you could play with. Totally. And the Spider-Man film was very much about not just making it look like a comic book, but the experience of reading a really good graphic novel, you know? So in both cases, I think you have to have a little bit of that extra, well, how can we make this 
the movie itself a, a unique object in a way. Yeah. So, anyway, looking forward to it. Ah, uh, cool. I guess it's my turn. Um, my pick for February is uh, Alita <laughs> Battle Angel. Um, I picked this one. Out of curiosity? <laughs> out of curiosity and for a super simple reason, man. I don't think... I haven't seen any sci-fi movies outside of... Um, like maybe Star Wars in a while. And I feel like I need something that feels like it's outside of that world, but still has some elements that could involve ships and kicking somebody in the face and lasers and guns and stuff like that. And I think that um, Robert Rodriguez normally doesn't fail me. And I, I keep forgetting about that in terms of uh, what this movie is, because James Cameron's name's kind of plastered on it. But Robert Rodriguez really knows how to do action. Um, I like the idea of Jackie Earl Haley, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, and Mahershala Ali, man. I'm rooting for Mahershala Ali. And I feel like his streak is pretty good in terms of the roles he's been picking lately. I don't think he would do this one if it was shit. So, I don't know. <laughs> putting in my vote for this movie. <laughs> am, am I am I imagining that I heard there's good buzz about this, that some screenings have gone well, or that the the word is that people are loving it? Did I just imagine that? No, you, you you're correct. There's been some advanced press stuff that's been coming. I don't know if that's just cherry picked to be the best of the best the best of the press that actually like it, but yeah, there, there's been some screenings for it, or at least, uh, you know, big chunks of showing for the of the film, like for presentations or, you know, and, you know, people, some people, some press members I've seen that I follow on Twitter have, have been kind of praising it. Yeah, so, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. So, March... Oh, yeah, no doubt. March is, um, March 22nd uh us comes out that's 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 it march Mm. um which is kind of wild because you know march has like dumbo and captain marvel like movies i want to see uh but i mean it's amazing like just the goodwill and and the uh just like i don't even know the right word like the loyalty that jordan peele has like earned among many moviegoers but like among us and like we talk about them all the time and like He's someone that I was thankful for on our episode. Like I just, I, I'm so excited for anything he does, and uh, he, and he just seems to be doing the right things and saying the right things and casting the right people and uh, telling the right stories. And, and you know, I'm just super excited. The trailer for this is amazing, um, and the entire cast. Like the idea that he's actually like talking about this movie a lot and like, you know, really kind of promoting this as a real horror film. Like he doesn't like see get out as much of a horror film as he does as like a thriller, but has been talking about this movie as more of like a straight up horror film, which is kind of cool to hear him say. Um, and, and, you know, more recently he's been talking a lot more about it. Um, I guess as he starts to do some of the press for it. Um, but I don't know, just everything about this movie just is like right up our alley or my alley, our alley as a podcast. Like it just is, it's perfect. And it's completely, um, overshadowed, you know, a big Marvel movie to me and the next Disney live action movie. I just, I'm dying to see this film. Like to the point that I'm, I had considered, although I think it's not going to happen. I had considered buying the film pass to go to South by Southwest to be able to see this film, make its premiere. (laughs) It's just, 
it's just crazy like how expensive that festival is and like they they guess they do like a unique thing like where they, they're not as granular like in terms of like what tickets you can buy like they have like a pass that they sell that like basically gets you into all screenings like it's not i don't think it's as like broken down where you can buy a lot of standalone tickets for screenings like they do at sundance or toronto or other film festivals like you buy a pass for the festival because you're committing to going to as many things as you can and it's just like it's just so expensive. Like, it's just not going to happen. But a few weeks later, I'll be able to go see it in a nice theater somewhere locally and hopefully be amazed by it. So I can't wait for that. Um, You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say the same exact thing, I guess. Uh, Us was my pick for March. And I had the same kind of note where it was like, oh, yeah, Captain Marvel and Dumbo. Those are both movies that I'm curious. You know, it's yeah. like those are big movies yeah. that are coming out that month. And I'll see them. Um but since I do think we've talked about us now, and I do think it would be nice to mention a unique film, I just want to throw out there the fact that a film that you and I actually picked or mentioned last year, maybe around the same time when we were picking movies from oh, yeah. from the upcoming uh, Captive Cap- State, yeah, Captive looks State. like it's coming out in March. Yeah, it is. Finally, after being bumped back all this time. And I don't know what to say about that movie, but I just thought maybe just to get you guys' thoughts on these movies that keep get, these movies that keep getting bumped back, and, and what does that make you think about a movie? Does that seem like a schedule? thing or does that seem like a studio buyout thing or or what's going on with captive state new mutants what's going on with these movies that that keep getting kicked down the road is that just a bad sign about the product or do you think there's ever another reason that they that they hide a film (laughs) jeez man (laughs) or hold it back i mean i feel like i feel like the thing that like publicly they want you to believe is that it's not a bad sign always that it's like just a matter of scheduling sometimes and i'm sure that can be the case you know i'm sure that does happen like where it's just there are examples of movies that just got pushed back that came out when they came out and they were really good films like it's just isn't it wasn't the right time but i feel like especially recently with so many things coming out so often when so many different you know formats whether it's you know streaming or whatever I, I feel like it, it's not. I, I've grown to be a little more conditioned to feel like it's not a good sign when the movie it, it keeps getting pushed back and you don't see a lot of marketing around it. You don't see a lot of press around it. You don't see really anything about it. And I feel like that's a title. I mean, granted, it's still like a month and a change out, but I feel like that's a title that like I haven't really seen a ton for. Like even going to see movies in theaters, I haven't seen that trailer attached to anything in theaters that I've seen in the last month. And that trailer's been out for like, you know, over the month now. So it's like, whether it's that or New Mutants, which like has been bumped back like two or three times. And apparently they're still having a lot of trouble with that. And there's like rumors it may even come out on like Hulu or a streaming service. I mean, it's just wild that like, you know, they just don't want to spend the money to put that into a theater like when it comes to you know making the movie is one cost but then marketing and promotion and you know advertising that, that's a whole nother beast and like in some for some films that can equal or, or exceed a budget for a movie depending on what they believe they have and i mean when they get to a point where they're either dumping it you know and netflix buys it or they're dumping it onto a streaming service or dumping it into like the minimum amount of theaters to get a wide release I just can't help but feel like that's a sign that they just don't think that that movie is going to make any money and and find an audience. 
it's such a weird thing for a franchise movie that's connected to us, you know, at least a successful franchise for Fox. Yeah. Uh, would get that treatment, but I, I guess if the problem, if the if the material is that hard to work with, or if it's just not clicking, what do you think, Ronald? Do you get do you just get bad vibes when you see a movie get that release date kind of yanked away, or do you think sometimes it's it's due to artistic reasons, or is it ever good? Well, I th- I think in general. I- you guys have a really good point, but there is a parallel between this and the music industry. I think that what what they want now is something that can stand on its own too. And and sure, there is some marketing that has to go into it, but I, that whole thing that we were talking about about uh, the simple the simple catchy uh, plots are the ones that seem to work, and anything that requires you to talk about it for longer than maybe twenty seconds is a little harder to sell. Um, and so, like I said, the parallels between this and the music industry, are it's essentially the same thing. Like, if this thing doesn't have an established brand, if it's not catchy enough, they aren't signing people like that anymore. They aren't making, they aren't making stars over time anymore. They want something that's ready to go right off the, right out the gate. That they can do minimal marketing on right. that'll kind of create its own buzz. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it doesn't stop it. I mean, it's not just the music industry. I mean, I'm not just the movie industry. It's also the music industry. And I think there's just a lack of wanting to market things. What they consider waste money on making this thing. It's a gamble, you know. That mm-hmm. that that's that's what they'll never say out loud to you. And and what we've kind of picked up on as we've done this podcast for you know, as many years as we have, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They like to believe <laughs> that based on previous strategy that this will work, but they really don't know. And they just rely on old data. But then you have something like Bird Box that comes along and kind of crushes things. If they, I don't know. It's a little unpredictable is all I'm saying. I think there's a difference between the movie that pops up on Netflix and the movie that you knew was supposed to be in theaters and that had posters hanging in the in the lobby saying come in in a couple months. <laughs> That's very true. Right. I mean, with New Mutants. So I remember when it was supposed to be like, it was last April that it was originally supposed to come out or it was one of its release dates. Yeah. And I remember seeing the poster and I remember just suddenly like the next time I was at the theater a few days later, that poster was gone. And I had also read that the movie had been you know pulled and I was like, oh wow, that was quick. Like they went from saying, oh yeah, here it comes in a, in a couple months to uh, no. And then that was postponed to later last year and then that was taken off the schedule and it was supposed to be around this time this year and then that got taken off the schedule now it doesn't even have a release date they're saying around october um on hulu and i guess for hulu that would be a significant thing but it's hard to feel like for that movie that's not the optimal outcome yeah um, and one, one last thing to say about us, though. I did want to say, well, last time we brought it up, we talked up about the fact that people were theorizing it's a response or somehow in relation to the uh, the French film Ills or, or uh, uh, Them. Yeah. And the more I dig into that, I don't think so. It, it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like the French film Them has an added dimension to it that the uh, trailers from us heavily hint at. Uh, and the other thing is what Jordan Peele said he pulled his uh, ideas from or he was inspired by an episode of Twilight Zone called Mirror Image from 1960, which definitely has a yeah. uh, supernatural kind of uh, multiple versions of the same person storyline going on. And I don't really think Them has that. So I just wanted to kind of mention that, that we had we had said, oh, I don't know, last time, but I, I dug into it. And it, it seems like Them is a more more of a straightforward uh, home invasion type picture. Oh, cool. 
cool. So um, my pick for March, is, of course, is us. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, have you guys seen that Rolling Stone picture of... Yes. Jordan Peele with the fucking bunnies? Yes. Yes. The, the fact that we are theorizing months before the movie comes out, well, like a month now, um, as to what this movie is about speaks volumes about the story that he's creating within this story and that's often some of our complaints with horror films is that the logic in a film the world within the film sometimes doesn't make it sometimes doesn't make any sense right jordan peele is one of those people that seems to understand that as a as a person that watches these things the world that you build within the world is just as important as the scares and I'm wondering. I'm curious. We're all wondering. We're all curious. What are the bunnies? What's the gold scissors that they've been giving out to everybody? Yeah. Um, what are all these things? And I love it, man. It's creating this. It, I haven't felt like this in a really long time, man. Like it, it reminds me of. Remember when a new Nightmare on Elm Street would come out? And you're <laughs> like, "What's Freddie? What's Freddie gonna do this time?" Right, like right. It, it's. It feels. That's what I felt when I saw the Us trailer. So yeah, you know it, it's it's exciting. No, I feel the same way, Ronald. What do you think about that um, that news that Jordan Peele has been mentioning specifically in interviews uh, that this is more of a full on horror film and less of a message film, or at least that he's referring it referring to it as full on horror as opposed to social thriller. And uh, uh, as as he said, Get Out was. What what do you think about that? Does that make you feel? Because that that gets me excited. Because I'm like, oh man, if he's saying that, that must mean this movie goes to some places yeah. that Get Out didn't go. And if I'd had any reservations about it as a horror fan, it wasn't so much that I didn't think the movie was excellent. It was that you know it does um, kind of reach a crescendo and then it's over. And yeah. it looks like Us has you know, goes be, goes to the crescendo and beyond in terms of some of the imagery just from the trailer. I mean, who knows uh, what the structure of the movie is, but it, it looks like it gets wild. When he said that, I thought about Hereditary. I don't know if it was in the Rolling Stone interview or another interview, but, like, just on this conversation about, like, a, just being a straight-up horror film, one of the interesting things he said was, like, uh, basically he was saying, I'm, I'm not going to make a film every time that has, like, a message about you know, uh, that's commentating on something that's happening in society or all this stuff like, you know, like Get Out was obviously doing. He's like, like in this case, I'm literally trying to make a horror film where a black family is the focus of the film. And they're, and it's just, they're just in a horror movie where bad things happen to good people. And it's not like just strictly a, a message film where I'm trying to tell you something about, you know, black people in American society or, any, or anything special. He's like, literally, you think about how many black horror or any, how many horror films you've ever seen where like the main characters just happen to be black, like there's nothing else to it. Like they're just a black family happening to live their lives, and something really bad happens to them. And that's like that. Even that, as simple as that is, it's so true. And it's like, yes, just just do that. Then like that. That's a great idea. And like hopefully, you know, it's just like it's just a great horror film that stars an all mainly an all black cast, and they're all or have become big names. You know, black Panther has like boosted the the star quality of both of the leads. And it's just like, that's, that's great. It's amazing. Like that. It's just like, no, it doesn't really, I don't really have to be saying anything with, with this movie. Like this is going to be just like a killer horror film where like the family happens to be black and that, 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 and that should be fine. Like, don't look for anything else. Just, just look for a horror film. And like, that's, that's fucking great that he just put it. That's that bold and that blunt. It's like, nope, just a horror film. 
That's all. I feel like everyone's excited about this one. Very, very. Um, All right, so the last month, I guess April, I mean, I didn't want to be too obvious, but I mean... I'll just, I mean, I can't not say it. I mean, it's just like, you know, Endgame is like possibly one of my most anticipated movies of the year. So it's like it's got to be in the conversation for the month that it opens in. But um, I don't know. Don't don't know what else to say about it. I mean, we've talked about it a ton already on the podcast. But I mean, it's it's a it's that baller move that is like last year, you know, Marvel just pushed it up a week and it's like we're going to come out in April gives them more time to have screen real estate and like they're doing the same thing with this coming out that last week of april and uh the summer quote-unquote summer movie season kicks off at the end of april i guess now but um it's uh it's it's that film of the year i mean it's just like everybody wants to know what happens see where characters go how they set up the rest of their cinematic universe see characters come see characters go you know send-offs welcomes i just it's going to be an emotional experience and i i can't wait to see it and that's that (laughs) (laughs) kevin feige has said we won't see anything that doesn't happen in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the movie wow in any of the trailers prior to the release but, I mean, what does that mean? He said prior to the release. So that means the day it comes out, maybe they start putting out those super spoilery trailers. Right. But, um, I mean, if they're really trying to preserve some secrets and surprises as to who's on screen together, who's in this movie, I, I think this is the case where they can... You can see why they would say that they want to avoid revealing too much. Um, but, yeah, I can't believe it's coming out so soon. And it's almost... Yeah, it's. I'm with you, Steve. It's almost impossible to calculate how how big this movie seems just in terms of something that even if you're not looking forward to it, it's something you have to get past, (laughs) you know? Uh, So we can all take a breath. I happen to expect it to be uh, pretty awesome because I've been loving where this story has gone, but I also want to see, like, I will be very interested to see what their idea of a kind of resolution is because they have promised some level of uh, tying up of a storyline. Right. But as we've said, it's not like there's been a consistent storyline in all these movies. So saying this movie ties it all up is a little bit of marketing speak because it's not like they started in Iron Man with one story and they've been telling it all this time. But but still, it does feel like it's something special. And I know, Ronald, you've been kind of eh on the whole Infinity War phenomenon. Do you feel that same feeling at least of like, what's this big thing going to be, this big moment? Uh, or do you feel like, ah, I just, I can't wait for people to stop talking about it. <laughs> um, I need, I, need, I need this sequel for a couple reasons. I need it because um, I think... I think this is going to be a tidier version, and I I think that's what I kind of wanted to happen anyway. So you could just be like, okay, I get I get what he meant by the first one, because I think so. Um, and to give context to this, uh, I've I've been I've been listening to Kevin Smith's web show, and uh, he talked about talking to the Russos about how important this movie is for comic books and fans in general and the general public. Just in terms of something of this scale and bringing so many movies together, and the fact that they they're taking this much care for the second part of it just means that they're addressing some of the holes that may have existed in the first one, things that things that are kind of blaring sort of things. I'm looking forward to it being kind of settled in this one, and I'm I have more confidence in this one than I did the first one. And that's something I didn't express to you guys as much as I did my hatred for the first one. <laughs> Your hatred, seriously, man. I, yeah, I mean, I don't like that movie, man. It's a, it's a real messy movie with with that. And and again, my my real all, all I was saying about that is, 
any anybody who comes into this, whether it's the first movie or the 20th, should have an idea of what's going on from the beginning of the movie. And it just didn't feel like it felt quite as... I wish there would have been a, m- a little more story summary. That's all. I mean, it was... A, besides that and a couple other things. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this new one, man. I can, I can, I can let go of my hatred. I'm going to use the word hatred <laughs> for the first one. Do you feel like he's taking it up a notch with uh, with hatred, Steve, or do you think this has just been building all this time? <laughs> man, it, it, it's a next level thing. It's been man. building. Like, <laughs> he straight up hates that movie. It sounds like it's just like it's yeah, it's swelling up, it's swelling all up. But yeah, I'm, I'm Endgame looks good, and I'm I'm like, all right, well, let, I'll let it happen. Russo's, I I, I respect. You'll it. let it happen, then you'll buy me and Steve some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, and then everything. Oh yeah, will we be had okay. a death count, right? We had a death count bet. I mean, honestly, man, you let me make a very easy bet, which is that I bet that more than one major character uh, would die and stay dead oh, yeah. by the end of the second yes. film. And um, I think that all I think already there's a couple deaths that if they're permanent, uh, we've, we we can already say that like Loki counts. And uh, I don't know if Gamora is going to stay dead. I don't think she will. But um, if one more person dies, one more. then uh, and, then pony up that that wallet and buy me and Steve some ice cream. <laughs> if everybody comes back and it's fine, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, you know what's great about that is you'll be so mad that you won't enjoy the ice cream that I'm buying you. If everyone comes back to life, <laughs> everyone will be true. mad. I think they know everyone will be pretty mad if if they do that. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to just so we throw out another movie from this month. I'm going to throw out a movie that, you know, the trailer for it is charming, and um, I expect this studio's output to always be pretty interesting. And I'm going off the fact that this uh, writer and director of this movie, his last movie was Paranorman, which I thought looked great and has 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 worn pretty well over the years. I've seen it a couple times, and I still like it a lot. It's a uh, missing link, the Leica film hmm. for uh, for. For this year it, it you know again it looks really quaint and cute and this sweet and there's something kind of low-key about it and i can't tell I, I can't tell what this movie is i don't know that they've ever made a movie that was easy to market and easy to explain exactly what it is in a trailer and this trailer seems to be skewing on on something very mild but the animation still looks great and um yeah i have every reason to believe that there's a hidden gem in there somewhere so so i'm very curious about uh, missing link for for april as well Cool. What about you, Ronald? You got a pick? Um, so, yes, my uh, third and final pick is a A24 movie that seems to deal with obviously, sp- obviously space exploration. <laughs> man, look, obviously. Um, high obviously. Life. High Life, man. This thing looks nuts. I don't know what it's about. It's a women-led director, <clears throat> uh, Claire Dennis. It just looks really, 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 really good. It does. It looks cool. I don't know what's happening in it, though. I mean, it's not very apparent what's happening, but it just looks cool. And I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I feel like the word on that was that it's like, like well, I guess it's, I feel if it was like Sundance. Oh, not Sundance. Toronto, maybe, or Venice. It's It played at one of those film festivals in like the fall, winter. And uh, like that it was just, everybody was basically like, you know. A24 has their work cut out for them. Like they got, let's see how good they are at marketing with this one because their marketing is always pretty clever and you know uh, pretty on on point and on brand with what A24 is and what kind of what they put out. So uh, so far, I mean, the trailer for it looks really interesting and like I love like 
you know, somebody might be turned off. I like, I don't know what the hell's happening in this movie. I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like that's in, encouraging for me to see the film. And that's like an enticing thing to me because like, you know, you're talking about like seeing sci-fi movies and things like that. This seems pretty, I mean, it doesn't seem like traditional sci-fi, but I mean, you know, the whole, what, what you gather as a premise of, of sorts from the trailer is it does look really interesting, but it, it is, it does seem like a, a completely, uh, expected a24 release you know so it looks it looks interesting yeah we got to do that a24 episode we keep uh we keep threatening we do. to do, we do. <clears throat> but but they keep adding to what we need to talk about so right right maybe we can do one around that release or, what, or whatever their next big one is if it's not that one yeah well, let's look at the year and figure out like what's the best resting point yeah. uh, to, to look back <laughs> Oh, well, that's it, man. That was a quick. That was a quick there run through. There's there was there, there are nine. Well, not nine movies. We all picked us, but seven movies that you should probably bank on seeing over oh, the yeah. next three months. You know, they've got the seal of schmovie uh, appeal and approval. Uh, the seal of appeal. I like that because we don't know. We don't know that we approve of them yet. It's just the seal of appeal. <laughs> I I would be shocked if I couldn't guarantee I, we would we would approve uh, a couple of the movies that we mentioned. Right, I mean, right. it would, it would, uh, yeah, you're probably they seem, right. They that. seem pretty. They seem pretty built in for us. Um, yeah. Was there any other movies like just to throw out there? Are you suggesting that we're just a bunch of fanboys, Steve? <laughs> just wanking into these microphones. <clears throat> well, I don't know about you guys, but. Things got real interesting over here. Um, okay. But what, wow. what else? Anything else? Like just to throw any other titles out there that um, I, I was going to just mention real quick in February. I, I, no one said it yet, but um, the the final How to Train Your Dragon movie is coming out, which uh, I love those films. And the, the first one is like one of my favorite animated films, and I just love it. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. When you said that you weren't naming one of your favorite uh, the one that you really were looking forward to that was an animated film. I knew what you meant. Yeah. And um, I, I, I didn't put it on my list thinking you would <laughs> say it maybe. But no, it looks it looks like it's up to the usual standard. You know, it doesn't have anything flashy that looks like it's reinventing the wheel yeah. or doing something yeah. bold or new. It's just th- those movies have always been solid stories and they, they've also been maybe hard to market in the sense that if you've seen them, you know how good they are. Yeah. But if you haven't seen them, it's kind of hard to imagine how good that idea is, if that makes any sense. Right, right. No, totally. No, but I'm expecting something tragic and heartbreaking to happen in this movie and I'm going to go ahead and tell you if uh, if Toothless dies, I, I walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm burning I'll, all my DreamWorks. I'll walk out with you. I'll right? walk out with you. But yeah, I think you're right, though. It, it looks like something something's gonna go down. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, both of those first two films are so sweet and just like such great, charming films. And I love the again, like I always mentioned it before, like I love the score and the music. And um, we used one of the themes from the first film score at our wedding. So I mean, the movie like has a special place like for us. So I, I can't wait to see the final one. So. That would, yeah, that is a great theme. Yeah, the, the romantic flight theme. It's just like, it's beautiful. Well, that's it, man. Three months, bunch of choices. Can't wait to see them. We'll come back and maybe, you know, touch back on how these all panned out. Maybe when we do our summer preview or something or, or I don't know, that wouldn't probably work out time-wise. But because um, <laughs> Avengers would come out right at the end of this little window. But um, you think we'll be talking about that one? Probably. If I had to guess, you know, chances are good. I don't know. Maybe. Um, what if that was Ronald's condition? He'll buy the ice cream if we promise never to talk about it. 
<laughs> oh man um all right well cool man if you can find us past episodes of movie schmovie on apple Podcasts, spotify google play your your podcast platform of choice movie facebook.com slash movie whatever you want to seek out to maybe interact with us tell us what you thought about this episode maybe some movies that you're looking forward to that we didn't mention or maybe that we don't even know about maybe some smaller movies um so you could throw them in there as well uh but if you guys don't have anything else to add, is anything else from you two? Nope. Nah, I think that's no? it. You feel good? You feel good? I do. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to Movie Smoothie. As always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.